do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we'll get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode you have control when you manipulate your environment you have influence you may not have complete control but you can start to influence when the incentive is so high you start to act and find ways to be proactive you start to control the uncontrollable and you start creating your own luck you have to be creative you have to be a problem solver and you can't leave a stone unturned when the incentive is so high you have no opportunity but to try everything you have you have no excuse for not being creative you have no excuse for not doing everything you can to get where you, where you want to go make that incentive high just like that video that i made on the motivation you have to have that incentive high because when the incentive is low it doesn't force action but when the incentive is high you have to do these things and he's here he is here cristiano has entered the building Welcome back to this episode of Sculptor Podcast. In this episode, we are talking about creating your own luck. So, it's basically all about how you are in control of where you want to go. And when you really want it bad enough, which also ties into the motivational video that I made before, not absolutely a motivational video, but a video about how motivation is not real. These kind of tie it together. When you really do want it bad enough and you start to create your own luck, you start to create a matrix for yourself, then you propel your, your chances of getting that. So just with the kind of main area and summary of creating your own luck, what is luck? Luck is basically the chance of which you have to achieve a certain outcome. Now, when you want to achieve a certain outcome, if we're thinking of luck as its purest fall, it is just chance. It may be 50-50 at the end of the day. And I will just add a little bit of a disclaimer there. So when you do break down chance and opportunity to its you know, rawest fall, i.e. flipping a coin or scissors, paper, rock, whatever it is, sometimes you can't be in complete control of that outcome. Although from that outcome, your reaction and what you do with that reaction, you are in complete control. So the way that you move on forwards to achieve that same outcome or desired result in a different way, that is in your control. So now that you have experienced that outcome, you are then able to find new ways to manipulate your environment to make sure that you have a higher chance of getting the desired outcome. Now that can come through experience, that can come through trial and error. But the main thing I want to reiterate is the the manipulation of your environment. So when you're able to manipulate your environment so that the chance of you getting the desired outcome is higher, then you can start to create your own luck. But the thing about that is that there is a level of sacrifice and the level of sacrifice that you deem worthy to achieve that desired result 
you have to be okay with the level of sacrifice you have to give to that. Therefore, if you want to flip a coin and you want to land on heads every time and you manipulate your environment enough and you realize that, okay, to get heads every time, I had to have magnet on my coin that is on the heads and I have to have a magnet underneath the table that every time they flip the coin, I'm going to have to have the magnet underneath and it's going to land on heads because I've got my magnet on the other side. And that's how you're able to manipulate your environment. Now, maybe it's not ethical doing it that way. That's just a very, very cliche or uh, I guess an unrealistic situation where you'd need to really manipulate your environment that much. Although, although it's unethical and un although it is quote-unquote cheating, you are advancing your chances of getting and you are manipulating your environment. Now, we can put that into any area of life and I'm going to go into the descriptive versions of where that is applicable. Although that is basically the summary of using your environment and manipulating it to create a real love. Now, just to reiterate, and this is a disclaimer, it may not be ethical. It may not be practical. There will be a level of sacrifice and you have to deem whether that sacrifice for you is worth the risk. Although, if it isn't such a dire situation, if it isn't such an extreme situation, and you are able to increase your chances and start creating your own life, then I'd see nothing wrong with it. Now, if you have to do some, you know, bad things or whatever you have to do, don't blame me. All I'm doing is giving you the awareness. Okay, so if... If you're doing unethical things because of this episode, that's, it's, that's not because I told you to. I gave you the awareness. We'll leave it as that. But anyways, so when you tried everything to maximize the chance of your outcome being the one that you desire, that's how you start to create your own luck. When you manipulate your environment and when you start to take control of the things that will get you closer to where you want to go, you get creative and you start leaving no stone unturned, then you start to control your outcome. Now, I will say, when you control the outcome, you, you may not have complete control. You may only have control on some areas that get you closer to getting that desired outcome. Now, that is like with the magnet on underneath the table with the other magnet on the coin. You flip the coin, it lands on the table and you've got your magnet underneath and it lands on the right side that you want. It may not do that every time. It may do it instead of five out of 10 times, like if it was a 50 said chance of heads or tails and you get 50% of the time without the magnet and then with the magnet, you get it 70%, sorry, 70% out of the 100%. Then you start as manipulate to create your own luck. Now it's not guaranteed, although you're increasing your likelihood of that. So it may be difficult to do so. It may be unethical to do so. You may have to cheat to do so. Although you are creating your own law. And when the world is such a hyper-competitive world and other people are willing to give up those sacrifices, for example, if I guess a very relatable one for me might be if I have to get into a football team and there has to be a degree of nepotism for most of the players to get in, where it's basically a relationship bias towards the people who get into the team. So it's a relationship with the coach where they've been friend, my dad and his friend 
sorry, and my dad and the coach have been friends for a while, therefore I get into the football team. Now, that can happen in a lot of football teams, typically not in the higher levels, although it may happen at the higher levels, but typically at the lower levels, that happens a lot. Now, if you want to start manipulating your environment, again, this is where it could be unethical, but if you want that same opportunity, then you're going to have to do it the same way because there are people doing it that way. And when you don't do it that way, then you won't get the same benefit as that because they have manipulated their environment to create chance and to create luck. And again, it's unethical and that may not be the best way of doing it. Although when you don't do it, there are other people who are going to be doing it. Therefore, you are at a worse chance or situation than they are. So that's not just transferable to that situation. It could be, for example, my LinkedIn that I've got. All of the people who aren't on LinkedIn and aren't growing their network, they have much, much less likelihood of someone seeing them and scouting them at a game than I have for me. So the likelihood of someone coming to my games or scouting me on LinkedIn is much higher than anyone else who doesn't because they don't have that platform that I do. So when I have the platform that I have, I am creating my own luck because I would have never been accessible to the, the thousands of people who followed me previously because they wouldn't have known about me. They wouldn't have ever seen me. They wouldn't have ever come to Australia. This would have been unaccessible for them because they didn't know me. But I started to create my own luck by proactively reaching out to them and by proactively putting myself on a platform to them to see me. That's how I started to create my own love. Now, sometimes you are in true and complete control of your situation, but there will sometimes be things outside, as mentioned, and these things may be your life situation. You were born into a bad place, whatever, whatever the bad situation is that you didn't have complete control over. Now, I think that you do have influence over a lot of the things that you may, that maybe are almost out of your reach, although you do have influence you may not have complete control. But what you do have complete control of is your response to those things. So it could be whether you were born into a bad situation where you know, you're know you living in a uh, impoverished country and you're living on the streets, whatever it is. You don't have control of that situation, although you have control of your response. Now, you may have had a very, very bad upbringing where for most of the time where you couldn't control your circumstances which is typically at a young age where you're influenced by other little other people and you may not have the consciousness or the education to actually steer you in the right path and you'd be led down this very bad path and everything is against you now again you may not have had a complete control over that oh we do have when you start to gain consciousness when you start to gain awareness of where you're at and where you've gotten down you do have complete control of your reaction now it will be a lot harder for you to get complete control especially if you're going down a bad path because typically that control is taken away from you through third-party things or experiences. Although, you do still have control. Now, it's very unfortunate if you get that one of those paths where you don't have control over your early life and things like that. But your response is still in your control. Therefore, that shouldn't be taken away from you because you do have control at the end of the day. So, when you start to believe that you have control, you also start to realize how you can use this to your advantage. Instead of playing a victimhood mentality, the victimhood mentality is very dangerous because it can it can take you down the spiral of 
self-deprecation, I guess. Everything that happens to you is bad. You don't have control of the thing. This is what you tell yourself. And you think that, oh, it's because it's me. This happens because of me. It's me. It's me. And you're playing the victim card, essentially. And this isn't good. Maybe it's right for some of the times, although it's probably not right for all of the times. Maybe it does happen because of, you know, the way you look. Maybe it does happen because the way you speak, whatever it is, playing that victimhood mentality or playing that victim card doesn't do you any good. Because when you start thinking, oh, it's because of the way I look, it's because of the way I speak, then you don't realize that those things you can actually flip and use and actually correct or whatever it is, change. Maybe it's not correct in that situation, but you can change it. So when you start believing those things as something that you can't control, you instantly lose power. So when that is taken away from you because of the victim mentality that you have, you go into to, you go into it even more. You go into it much deeper. So all of these things that are happening to you, you go and 10x them because you believe it even more. And you start having that confirmation bias that everything around you, you believe, oh, that's because it was, you know, it, happen- it always happens to me. Uh, this is what always happens to me. I can't do anything about it. This is what always happens to me. And when you start noticing the small things around you, it goes into an even deeper cycle because you start blaming everything on yourself. But when you realize that you have control over those things, you start to control those things and you start to create your own luck. That's when you start to take that power back. Okay, so that's something that you don't want to go about. You don't want to go down that victim mentality because... A lot of the time there is confirmation to that because life isn't perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. You know, you shouldn't be excited. You shouldn't be happy all the time. Therefore, when you go down that path and you think, oh, it's always happening to me. And this is because of that. And that's because of me and all of this degrading stuff. It just emphasizes that pattern and that's all pattern and it, and it kind of puts proof to it because when you start thinking like that it is just that confirmation so when you do believe that you have complete control over your circumstances and your situation and maybe you don't have as i said complete control you may have influence so let's say it's maybe you were walking your dog and your dog went off the leash and it got run over by a car now you might think I didn't have complete control of that situation. That's my dog's fault. It's very sad that my dog died, but that's the situation. Now, maybe you didn't have complete control because your dog ran off and the collar broke, whatever it is. Now, you don't have complete control. You can't control what your dog does, although you had influence on what your dog did. If you had a better collar on your dog, if you had a better leash on your dog, whatever it is, you had influence to make that chance less likely to happen. So whenever you go outside and you walk your dog, you have to be okay with the worst thing happening because that is a possibility. But when you eliminate that risk and you start to take control and influence the situation to whether things are outside of your control, for example, the dog running off the leash, you can influence whether your dog does that or not if you have complete control over the situation. Now, complete control over the situation doesn't necessarily mean you control the dog's thoughts pattern thought patterns the dog's action but whatever it is you can influence it enough to where that dog is obedient to you or it stays within your boundaries now as mentioned that could be through the collar it could be through the leash it could be through training that dog correctly whatever it is you have influence over that decision very wild analogy there 
Although, the main point is that when you don't have complete control over the situation, you do have influence over the situation. And now, let's say you didn't have that influence because you didn't think about how you could influence it, which is very rare. I think we do always have uh, an awareness to influence, although maybe we don't have the the best awareness to that influence to where we understand that I really need to do this. If we don't have that and we ignore that and that situation does happen and now we have to react to that and that reaction is completely in our control, how do we go from that? Now, the dog analogy probably isn't the best one here, but when we think about how we can react to a situation, let's say it's you get released from a football team. Now, you may not have direct control of why you got released for me let's say i wasn't the best footballer so when i got released from a team it was because i i wasn't very good i wasn't good enough for that standard now obviously they wanted me for a reason maybe they thought i was good enough at the beginning and then they realized that i wasn't good enough at the end now that's my fault that i didn't keep that standard maybe it's my fault because i wasn't actually up to the standard and i maybe perceived them the wrong way whatever it is I may have not had complete control if I was never up to that standard. Maybe I was trying to. And I can tell you for a fact, the situation of which I'm talking about, it was very evident that I did try to get up to that standard and stay at that standard. I don't think that I actually dropped the standard. I think that I actually got better. Although, whatever they saw, they didn't see a drop in something that may have been to my mental strength, whatever it was. I mean, I think when I was in this situation, I always had good mental resilience and strength, although I don't think that I had the performance mentality yet. Now, when they see that, and maybe they saw that specifically, whatever it is, they didn't deem me good enough for the next season, therefore I'm released. Now, I tried everything within my control at the time of which I've had, and which I knew to be at my resource, so whatever it is, within my control, and maybe I didn't get creative enough, maybe I didn't use my influence well enough just like with the dog uh, analogy how okay maybe i should have trained my dog a little, a little bit better i had a really good leash i had a really good collar but my dog's really strong and it runs off no matter what well a more creative way okay how about i train my dog not to do this so maybe if i trained myself in a different way mentally or physically i would have got a different result to where that influence on their decision would have been a different outcome so you have to be creative with this. So with that, my reaction and response to that outcome that I was not wanting, undesired outcome, that is in my control. What I do with that is completely within my control. So what I did with that is I then moved on to another tape. That's very easy to do. Although a lot of people may have left and stopped playing football, it's also as easy for me to go to another team. Now, how I go on that team, again, is up to me. But that's in my control. The event that happened to me, okay, happened to me. I could have influenced more. I could have done better. It was my fault. There's not a, there is a reason why I wasn't, you know, offered another contract. Therefore... I have to bear that result and I have to take accountability and responsibility for the outcome. And if I want to not happen, not have that situation happen again, what I can do is I can learn from that lesson 
and I can see how I can make that not happen again. Maybe that doesn't happen in this direct year. Maybe this is a year where I experiment and I give a bit more thought to it. I try and again, I try and again, I try different ways of doing it. That comes with a lot of awareness. And when you do this, it may take time. It may not be overnight and that's okay. But when you start to take responsibility for things, you start, you have to get creative. You do have to get creative. So what I go on to next is, I, I kind of went a little bit too ahead there, but what I'll go on to next is the, the, the ability to get anything that you want. Okay, so it's as simple as this. Everything that you want, you can get, okay? It's just up to you to deem how important that thing is and what you're willing to sacrifice to get there. So kind of what I was saying before. So I'll give you an analogy first. So it, I've, I've got it written down here. So if you're an aspiring mountaineer, whatever you call those people, climber, if you're aspiring to conquer Mount Everest and you're fully aware of the life-threatening risks involved, despite the potential danger and need for meticulous risk assessment, sorry, despite the potential danger of dying, you need to assess and meticulously risk assess the situation and you have to be okay with the consequences of that. So you have to be willing to accept the possibility of death in the pursuit of that goal. Now, this is an extreme situation, but if you aren't okay with dying on your way up to Mount Everest, then you shouldn't complete that goal. You shouldn't work to complete that. So when you're okay with the consequence and risk of the worst case scenario happy, happening, then you can start to work on that. So if you're okay with dying on Mount Everest, then sure, go do it. But if you're not okay with dying on Mount Everest, then don't do it because the chances of you dying made it's still there it's still prevalent now when you're willing to do that and you're willing to die on this pursuit to Mount Everest the level of commitment demonstrates the immense importance you place on the goal outweighing any fear or concern for personal safety by accepting the, per the potential repercussions and calculating every move you forge your own path, create your own life, driven by an unwavering determination to achieve what others might consider impossible. So when you have this goal in mind and you are okay with any repercussions of which happen if you don't achieve it, now you can start to create your own life. So how could I have more chances of not dying on Mount Everest? How could I make it safe for falling? How could I make sure that I don't get fatigued. So when I'm fatigued, there's more chances of me dominating. Whatever it is, you start to create your own luck so that risk is minimized. That needs to have a creative element to it because it may you may think on the surface level, I have to do, you know, my 20 push-ups a day just to make sure about that upper body strength. I may have to do my 20 squats a day. And, and you think, oh, it's only physical. And you do the bare minimum physical stuff to make sure you get that. Sure, you may have increased your chances a little bit. But you know what? Have you thought about how you're going to fuel yourself? Will you have enough energy? Will you have enough calories? Will you have enough maybe coffee in your system to make sure you can get through those tough moments? Will you have enough medication if you have an accident? Will you have enough bandages if you have an accident? Will you have somewhere warm to sleep at night so you get good sleep? 
if you're able to then create your own luck by enhancing your chance and minimizing that risk, then you are propelling yourself forwards. Now, if we go on to the flip side of that and we go on to how, what it, what it looks like if you don't prepare. So when you don't prepare for that situation, you, okay, let's say you're, you're a very raw individual going into climbing Mount Everest. So if you have a one out of four chance of going back home, a one out of four chance of making it to the top of Mount Everest, and then you've got a two out of four chance of dying, then you've got a 50% chance of dying on Mount Everest. Now, how can you start to increase that? How can you decrease that? Whatever it is, the chance and the risk is there. So you have to then manipulate your environment to make sure that risk is mitigated. So what I've talked about before, what I've talked about in a lot of episodes and what I'll talk about for many more episodes is how you can start to manipulate your environment and to manipulate your matrix. So when you start to manipulate your environment and create results accidentally, you're creating your own luck. So you might be doing stuff that's completely accidental, although it's taking you closer to where you want to go. When you start eating healthily, healthily, I think that's the word. When you start eating well, you start to boost your energy levels. You start to train better. You start to sleep better. You start creating your own luck accidentally when you have the right environment, when you have the right matrix around you. You manipulate your environment and optimize it to align with your goals. Right? You get rid of the distractions. You get rid of the bad habits. You start using those things and you start using the things that help you get to where you want. You start doing them even more. You surround yourself with the right people. You align your actions with your goals and stay true to the values that you have. You overcome challenges and maintain strong beliefs because you know where you want to go is guaranteed if you truly believe it is. Even if you don't, sorry, even if there's a possibility of it not being guaranteed, when you start to believe that it is guaranteed and anything that happens in your path to stopping you from getting there is irrelevant, then you have much higher chances of getting there than if you didn't have that belief. Now, I won't go too much into that much more because I've had a whole episode about it. But what I'll go into now is the creativity aspect. So you have to be creative because when you start to realize that things won't come to you, you have to start thinking of ways that things that you can get to those things. So imagine you're stuck in a remote area with no means of communication or transportation. And instead of waiting for a rescue, you proactively assess the situation of which is in front of you. And you use your creativity to gather resources and build a makeshift shelter. You become a problem solver by finding different ways to collect water and, a f and forage for food. You strategize and explore different ways or options or signaling for help. You start to construct a fire. You start to create visible things on the ground so that someone above you can start to see it. You be proactive and you take charge of your circumstances. You increase your likelihood and chances of survival in the opportunity for a rescue. You start to create and chance, you start to create the chance and luck of someone finding you. So when you start to create your own luck, you're being proactive and being creative of finding ways to get the desired result. Now, again, these are extreme situations, although when you start to enhance the likelihood of something happening, you start to create your own luck. And when you do this in so many different ways, 
if you have five different ways of, of making sure that someone will find you, it could be, let's say, in this situation where you have a fire, you have something on the ground, maybe you're, you've got a phone and you can move into a better place for signal when you've got, let's say, you walk around the area and you try and find some locals. Let's say that you scream out thousands of times for minutes on end. You've got five different ways of doing it. You've increased your likelihood of surviving now because you've you've made sure that someone might see you or hear you. You could you've created your own luck. When you only do one of those five things, the person who did five out of five things has much more chance of being found than you. And that person who did the five out of five has created their own luck. Maybe they don't get found, but you know what? They've increased their likelihood of that thing because they did five things rather than your one. So when you apply that to your life and you leave no stone unturned because you're so dire in the situation you are, you have to be dire in that situation. Just like the motivation video that I made. When the incentive is so high, you start leaving no stone unturned because it forces action. When you force action, you start to do everything you can to get where you want to go. Okay? So in this situation where it is so dire, you do everything you can to get the outcome that you want. Okay. Now, when you don't adapt and survive, what does that look like? So, imagine you're in that same remote area with no means of communication or transport. However, you take the unproactive steps. Now, I don't know if that's a word, but you choose to wait passively for someone to find you. And the days go by, your lack of action leaves you vulnerable to the elements or the potential dangers. As time passes, you become more desperate and helpless. Without being proactive, you miss opportunities to gather the resources, build shelter and signal for help. You lack initiative and that puts you at a greater risk and that prolongs your rescue. By not being proactive, you suffer consequences of your action and find yourself in a dire situation. Now, in that situation, that person doesn't realize the incentive. The incentive is so high because if you don't do the things that you need to do to survive, you die. They may not realize it. The person who leaves no stone unturned, they realize the incentive. The incentive is, if I don't get out of here, I'm dead. And if you're okay with being dead, you're that person who doesn't adapt and survive because then they die. They aren't creating their own luck. You have to create your own luck. Okay, so you have to be creative. Now, I think that the only way that you can really be creative is when you believe you're in such a dire situation. When you believe that the incentive is so high, it drives action. Now, you have to be a problem solver. I think that a good way to start being a problem solver is by doing mathematical equations. Now, I started to realize how the mathematical equations that I did with problem solving really helped me become more of a critical thinker and a problem solver in any realm that I wanted. I think that chess is also a very good game for problem solving because you have to think ahead. You have to think about what your next five moves are. You start to think and get creative. This is how you do it. You might think of the most outlandish thing outside of the box. It's completely irrelevant to what you think you want to do to get closer to where you want to go. Although it helps you, that's creativity. And the people who are more creative start to leave no stone unturned. And when, even if they're wrong, even if they're doing it the wrong way, they're better off for doing it the wrong way than if they didn't do it because now they know that's not the right way of doing it. Now they can start and move on to a more refined version of what something else might help them get to where they want to go. 
So I'm kind of going to wrap it up here, but for the end summary, you have control. When you manipulate your environment, you have influence. You may not have complete control, but you can start to influence. When the incentive is so fine, you start to act and find ways to be proactive. You start to control the uncontrollable and you start creating your own luck. You have to be creative. You have to be a problem solver. And you can't leave a stone unturned. When the incentive is so high, you have no opportunity but to try everything you have. You have no excuse for not being creative. You have no excuse for not doing everything you can to get where you want to go. Make that incentive high, just like that video that I made on the motivation. You have to have that incentive high because when the incentive is low, it doesn't force action. But when the incentive is high, you have to do these things. Anyways, that's this episode. Hope you enjoyed it and treat it for that song.